For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 121. Woo! Pretty Wow, Brom. You do not look excited, but... Mm -mm. Oh, I I don't want to blow up Jamie's spot. I feel like he's the the woo guy. So that's what they call me? Especially when I lived in Worcester, Massachusetts, a.k.a. The woo. Big woo. Boom, boom. Yeah, dude. It's I, we've been a little sporadic lately with mm-hmm. our releases, with our recordings. We've been non-existent on social media. We're busy. We're busy people, I guess. Uh, but we're back tonight. Special three. It is special. We're not. We don't have a really long cycle. Usually, we got some pretty long cycles. But what's right around the corner? Uh, favorite? Is it your favorite holiday? It's not my favorite holiday. No. Not my favorite. I think no, it sucks. None, none of ours? Oh, wow. That's a bold statement. I wouldn't say it necessarily sucks. I don't like dressing up for it. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your favorite, though, from? Uh, Probably Christmas. Christmas. Classic. Get time off school, mm. get time off work, whatever station in life. It's just a great time. And whether you're in the boat where you like receiving gifts or whether you like giving gifts or a little bit of both, it's just... Uh, awesome time of year halloween though i don't like dressing up all that much for the costumes i always do like uh i'll go to walmart and buy just like solid color sweats and then like i'll be a blade of grass or something or <laughs> one year i was a member of the blue man group i just got blue sweats and you i, paint I, I reuse them yeah i painted my face blue then the following uh. year then the following year i did uh um tobias from Arrested Development. Oh man, which was That's good. just me dressed as a Blue Man Group again, but with a mustache this time. <laughs> I, I like the, I like the idea that you just have a closet full of solid sweatsuits, and I wear them. You around, you go, what will I be this year? I'll be a banana. And you put they're, on your good, uh, they're good grubbies for uh, mowing the grass and doing lawn work and stuff like that. Mm. So they still get used. Somebody's like, is that a blade of grass cutting the grass? <laughs> Is that a blue that, man that out there so cutting meta. his lawn? Right. That is so meta. <laughs> um, yeah, what about you, Kai? Well, what's your favorite? What's your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday? Uh, yeah, it's probably I'd have to say it's probably Christmas. Also. Oh, classic. Yeah. No, mine's mine's Thanksgiving. Give thanks. Mm. Eat food. Football. Yeah. America. Yeah. Nap. Also, time off. All the True. good stuff. That's it. One the one problem with something like July Fourth. July Fourth, great, fun, fireworks, overrated, but still pretty good. Uh, beer, fun, great. No time off. Generally, I mean, you get the day, but yeah. it could be in the middle of the week. Yeah. I granted, if I were still in college and I were telling you my favorite holiday, it would hands down be St. Patty's Day. Oh, well. that's that's where it's at, but. Those times have come and gone, and I don't think I could nope. handle it. Now our favorite holiday is Halloween because it's probably the only holiday where we actually can get themed submarine movies out of it. There's no, there's no like Christmas submarine film, right? Yet 
that before we yeah, write it. We can no, we could look. We'll have to look and see what we can find. I would love yeah, one where do, it was, where it was a submarine hunting Santa during Christmas. Oh, that'd be pretty fun. It's pretty good. You try I'm to bomb out of down. here with the uh, exactly. SLBM Santa submarine. Okay. You taking notes on that? Yeah. Taking like, taking my next movie. Taking Santa down submarine. Santa. Taking down Santa. Yeah. We'll work on it. We're gonna workshop yeah. that one. But yeah. we got Halloween. We got Halloween themed cycle for days. Literally just a couple days because there's only two uh, movies that we're doing, right? There's not a third one, but we figured out. No, no, no. Just two. And this will be the first of two. And it's pretty spooky. So get ready for that stuff. It is spooky. And oh, there he is. Look at, speaking of spooky, that guy's got a spooky shirt on right there. What's going on with that? Oh, uh, a lot of things going on right now. Got the cat in the window. I was gonna say, man, are you over there playing with the blinds again? Yeah, she's uh, the weather's too nice right now. She she's kind of fickle whether she wants to actually are come you in. Or not. Yeah, really nice, like seventy five. Wow. Hmm. Are you for real? It's been thirty two and raining all day. No, oh, gorgeous weather. The worst, yeah. Gorgeous. The weather. rowing team was out on Silver Lake today. I'm like, these people are dedicated. It's raining. It's thirty two. They're rowing. What? She, she made her decision. She came in. Um, and the shirt, uh, the Beer's Worth of Banter guys uh, released their weekly episode, and their top six, their their uh, uh, their six-pack was Worst Bands of All Time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe fired shots by, by naming Korn as one of his top six bands. So Ooh. with it being Halloween, I'm wearing... I'm wearing corn. I'm wearing my spooky corn shirt, which was the soundtrack of my uh, high school and uh, college years. So would that be a, would that be a yellow rebellion against your friends? That would yes. be a yellow like a yellow sweatsuit. Or yellow would, you go, would you go green, more yeah. green, like where they got the husk? Oh, if I'd address as as corn, mm-hmm. I'd probably go yellow yellow sweatshirt and green sweatpants. Or you could do a yellow sweatsuit with like a green. Like hoodie, unzipped hoodie. Mm, yep, that would work. I like that. I like, that. I like mm-hmm. that. Got the husk coming off of there. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like that idea a lot. But yeah, they threw corn under the bus. I think uh, he cited because the uh, um, falling away from me video. Yeah, that uh, video. That one. Right, that one. Know. No, Freak on a Leash. Freak, Freak on a Leash, the one where mm. the, the girl plays hopscotch off of a cliff. What? That sounds I mean, good. I, he said it scared the crap out of him as a young child. And uh, Oh, really? Yeah. It was a creepy animated music video. I think that's the one he was talking about. Hmm. Well, dude, I definitely need to uh, check that out then. Yeah. I haven't listened to him in many years, but uh, definitely had my corn days. <laughs> Seems like, days, like your salad days. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they are corn days. <laughs> I think I think Jamie, you're getting this confused. There's a band called Corn, right? And it's, and it's not a food. Mm-hmm. And there's a band called Salad. I'm, I'm I can only guess. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's a band. <laughs> I'm sure. Why not? I'm sure. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world, 
Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artists formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. Yeah, no, right. no, no gruesome, corn salad, yeah. whatever's going on with you guys. A corn salad, that sounds pretty good though. Mm. Um... Yeah, no gruesome twosome. Can't throw it to them to talk about what we watched tonight. So, Brom, what do we got in deck? What's our spooky, scary, Halloween-themed submarine film? First of two, uh, we're going to be doing a Halloween-style um, movie next week, too. I'll uh, cue you in a little bit later with my countdown. Uh, so you can hopefully tune in to watch. But this first one, we are cracking into the two-part TV movie from 2006, Ghost Boat. Ooh, so spooky, the Ghost Boat. That sounded that sounded more like next week's episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. I thought I maybe had a little Mr. Bean type uh, oh. type thing going there. But no, it's a ghost boat yes. with a most boat. That's a joke from BadMovieTwins.com because we watched a film called Ghost Ship, and the joke has been for many years now. That's what I thought this was. You thought this was Ghost Ship? I thought this was Ghost Ship that we were watching. Ghost Ship is an interesting movie where most of it is garbage, but the opening scene is incredibly good. Somehow they made like a really, 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 really good five-minute movie and then trash after that. Screwed it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I would really? say Ghost Ship ended up being way more of a Halloween-style horror movie than this was. Well, let's not disappoint people right off the bat. <laughs> right. This was pretty <laughs> Halloween movie cycle. Yeah. But this was Ghost Boat. I, I couldn't. I was actually shocked today when I was looking at more of the information about it because we just kind of watched it all together as best friends holding hands, mm-hmm. yucking party it up. Party watch. We party did. Watch. Yeah, we party watch. That. It was a good Distant, time. Distance uh, party is watch. It legal? Is it legal to party watch? I think it is. Why not? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. But it was made in 2006. If you had asked me when was this movie made, I would have been like, I don't know, 96. But no, 2006 British television film uh based on a novel which unfortunately i don't think any of us is right kyle did you read the novel in preparation uh you know how i am with reading and uh, i'm very against it mm. so just generally I'm negative on reading, reading. Mm. i tell you what i would read more but it knocks me out it's just like if i am awake <laughs> put a book in my hand like i don't probably want to get halfway down the page so i think that might be a medical condition yeah it could be have to look into that but uh it is a yeah so 2006 um i think you'd call it a david jason vehicle uh he is i guess a a well-regarded british actor i didn't really know too much about him did you guys know david jason much or anything from anything no no i don't think about our lead character here yeah the only thing i know is that when i looked at reviews on imdb there was one that just had the title jason does it again uh, explanation point so apparently he was a huge fan i saw that as also and i was like Maybe he's got – he very well could have a following. I guess. Uh, but, yeah, so it was um, kind of a smaller movie. Uh, ended up going uh, – releasing on ITV as one of the most expensive dramas uh, ever produced for that uh, that channel and aired as two separate 90 minutes. It's hard to tell whether it was supposed to be something um, more substantial than that in terms of, like, potentially getting a, uh, a major release or anything like that. But, obviously, that didn't happen. Um but otherwise, yeah, I think it was 
from IMDb, you, you, it would suggest that it was fairly well regarded. Although other places are like saying that it's not well regarded. But like on IMDb, it has like a what was it six point something? Yeah, six point five uh, rating. Although very very few reviews because we're probably one of the few people in the world who have actually watched it at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I didn't catch it originally on on the TV release, so. But yeah, that's all I got. Anyone else have anything before we dive on into our ghost boat with the most boat? It is available on Amazon, but not for free. No, you have to pay money. You do. But I think for me to, I couldn't rent it, but for me to own it, I want to say it cost me $4. So Wait, you now own I can watch this as many times as I want. Wow. All right. We should probably set up some kind of group watch later just to get your real money's worth. I would, yeah. Well, we're going to be party watching. Sorry, what are you saying, Brian? I was going to say we're going to be party watching our next one, too, I think, right? Oh, yeah. I've got it it going for us. That'll be good. All right. Let's let's get into this. Let's get into this. It's Ghost Boat. And it takes place, and we're getting, we get a whole bunch of opening kind of like text crawl that's basically like there was like a, a boat and it totally disappeared or something. Um, and then they're like, and then it, it showed up again. Um, so basically, as they explain, there was a British submarine. It went missing in the Baltic Sea during the Second World War. Uh, and then in 1981, in the midst and the height of the Cold War, it surfaces uh, nearby a Soviet freighter. And all the Soviets are like, uh, my God, uh, I can't do a, a Russian impression. I know, Kyle, you've won, you've won awards on, for it. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. You, but you, I know that's like part of your job. Uh, is it doing is. Soviet impressions. So um, if you want to jump in and, and do one real quick, um, that'd okay. be good. Like, uh, man, how do they do it? Come on. What's the quote? I think come it's on. I think it's just saying, come on, the word come on. Come on. Oh, wow. Did, you, did, a, did a Russian guy just step in here? That was really good. I'm secretly Russian, guys. Come on. Wow. Uh, oh, that's not good. Uh, anyways, I've got a spy amongst us. But uh, Oh, my God. So anyways, Are you compromising British... people's emails or something, <laughs> whatever's going on. So the uh, the British get this ship because it's theirs, I guess. Uh, and naval intelligence is like, this is insane. We got one back. And so what they think is basically that the Devil's Triangle, the North, or Bermuda Triangle, or however you want to say it, of the North. And I think within the book, they kind of explain that there's like five or six locations in the world that they suspect are like this. Um they finally got one back, that things have disappeared into these places, but there's never been a boat that's come back. And here's one of them, and they have a chance to kind of understand better, A, why did the boat come back, uh, you know, because it seems like there must be a reason, and B, how did it kind of disappear um, in the first place, and the kind of like what was going on with it. Um, and also, what was the other? Oh, oh, and it was also just like a general mystery, because when they open up the hatch and investigate uh it's in perfect preservation like there's like cigarettes and cards out like basically everything's preserved and there's no bodies at all so it seems like a mystery that they they want to figure out um, exactly what's going on and they say there are no survivors obviously because the boat's empty except there's actually is one survivor which is an original crew member who back in 1943 was found floating in the ocean and he has amnesia Apparently for decades at this point. Uh, it doesn't remember anything about the, the incident. Uh, 
And he's just been living now as kind of a recluse scientist of some sort. Some kind of he's, yeah, he's like a marine biologist. Yeah, in I mean Mal- that makes he's sense. In, if you have amnesia, in Malta. You, you can wake up and be whoever you want to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he got living your life, man. He got his PhD. He's living this up in Malta, crushing it, crushing wine, crushing brews. Oh. Big time, man. He's just drinking carafe after carafe, just sitting there having a heck of a time, man. Doing lunch. It's pretty great. And then they, but they come a knocking the naval intelligence and they're like, you're coming with me. And he's like, "Uh, no, I'm not. Look, I'm drinking this wine. I ain't coming with you. And then we smash cut over him there, like going on the mission or whatever. Um, He's very easy to convince. Yes. He's, He's swayed easily. And he's over there, but he's still not. He's still not like for sure. Hey, I'm going to go on this. But he goes onto the boat, starts walking around, looking around, uh, and he's uh, kind of creeped out by it. There's also a guy there uh, of a similar age to him, Alan Cassidy, and he was one of the original designers. So they're bringing both of them along in order to better kind of steer what they want to do with the ship. And and what they want to do is they want to go through each of the steps that the original mission took. And kind of show uh, what happens or and why it originally happened. Uh, the mission kind of played out like it did, and see if anything kind of spooky or creepy or Halloween-like happens on this ghost boat uh, mission. Um, it seems like a bizarre thing, right? Right, and you then think they just want to rip it apart and be like, "Let's figure out what's going on." But no, let's yeah. relive it. Let's relive the voyage. You'd at least want to get some ghosts. You'd want to bust some of those ghosts a little bit before you just like take it for a spin. You would um, think. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know if you know much about the Ghostbusters, but they they do love Bustin. Uh, yeah. bust, Bustin is their their jam. They love Bustin. So I don't think you'd even have to pay all that much. They'd probably do it for free. I would think so. Yeah. And um, this would have been about the time that they were, well. It's even, actually maybe a little great. would have been. Yeah, yeah wouldn't it a little pretty. Little yeah, I don't know. Maybe the, I don't think the Ghostbusters were were up and running yet. So this maybe that's probably what, what that's actually probably got why. them started. They heard yeah, yeah. stories about this. Yeah, this is almost certainly what got them started. Um, but yeah, I don't. I can't remember. Was there was there a way that they got Jack on board? Uh, yeah, it was very easy. Or sorry, very difficult because they said we need you to get on the in the boat, and he's like, "There's no way I'm going to get in that boat." And they're like, "Come on." He's like, "Okay." All right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because they they kind of just tell tell him, "Don't you want to know what happened?" And eventually he relents. He's like, "Yeah, I kind of do want to know what happened." Um, I mean, eventually that's that's a bit of a stretch. It's like almost immediately after he was just like, "There is no way in hell I'm stepping foot in that boat." There's no way Don't in. Don't you want to know? Well, I uh, guess I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they they start going off, and and Jack's just kind of like chilling and there's a bunch of kooky characters uh on the submarine oh, oh, oh boy they're cutting it up and they're they are cutting it up they are not even i mean this is like what a seven day trip maybe something like i that. don't know it's just day it's one ridiculously day one short so day one we're already getting on the sub and there's a guy i'm just gonna play this clip for you because it's pretty <laughs> incredible we've got haircuts immediately Looking good, Dave. Really nice. I mean, <laughs> what? What is that? I mean, they would have just started the voyage, and you got to get a haircut. 
Yeah, I the clip on we didn't, end, we didn't but, hear uh, it, but that's a okay. That's fine. I did see hear. it in the movie, and we went back and rewatched it. I think it was the only thing we rewound and uh, watched again. Um, it's the face he makes. The face he makes at man. the end of making that that haircut makes it seem like, oh, oh man, that guy really so needed a haircut, and he is crushing. He is crushing his hair hard. Easily, I'd say a top five like WTF moment we've had in any of the movies we've watched. Just like what? And I don't think it had any bearing on anything at any no. point. It's just so funny. It was day one. You day might think one. that I just showed that clip or play that clip just completely out of context. There is no context. No. Like literally there's all this other stuff going on. And they just cut on over to a haircutting scene. Yeah. And I, that's all it is. It's like that long. It's like five seconds. And you're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And Love so it. they're being escorted by the Oakland, um, and which is a, a surface ship. And they're kind of just like going along. Uh, Travis is the naval intelligence officer. And he seems a little bit like he's got some kind of ulterior motive. Like even people are like, man, I don't get, get on your – bad side because he always seems to have like a, a game kind of going on or a way of of uh kind of having his own his own will uh take over of anything that's going but they have an actual captain captain burns um and he's captaining the submarine uh and so they're going off and they have you know day one they're kind of just like hanging out haircuts going all that stuff but almost immediately there is like a major disaster on this boat because they're giving like a tour to a guy in, into the torpedo room and i can't what, what actually happens to the boat but it, it uh the torpedo kind of comes loose um and crushes him like literally crushes a dude day one. Oh, and he gets crushed by the worst part i mean it's just like the propeller the torpedo straight into so, his face I mean, you're done there's yeah, he, no coming back from that He's dead. I, but presumably ghosts did it, I think. But uh, for spooky instance. Right. But then even even the captain's like, uh, <laughs> we're turning it back. And Travis is like, hell no. We'll just put him in one of the torpedo tubes, keep him nice and cold, Baltic Sea, uh, and everything will be fine. And he's like, we can't turn back. We can't let this opportunity pass. And it's like, it's day one. And you just had a guy crushed by a torpedo. I think you turned back. <laughs> we can't possibly... Too far deep. Too deep. Minutes back. We are yeah. too deep into this mission. Can't give. Can't give this uh, corpse over to the Oakland. And almost then after that, the, the they lose contact with the Oakland almost immediately at that point. Uh, yeah. Oakland's Oakland's out of commission. The crew starts to start uh, acting erratically a little bit. But they're kind of like even because well, uh, it's day one. Yeah, this day, is going so bad. I think day two even Jack is starting to have some weird. Uh, interactions in the boat. There seems to be a little bit of creepiness going on, like hearing voices. It seems like the captain, he's having some memories come back of kind of what's going on. He also kind of accosts some of the crew about uh, what's, you know, him feeling like uh, they are blaming him for something. Uh, he's kind of like uh, going back in time in his mind to the events of the previous thing. And he kind of reveals, I got someone killed. Just like that, that kid got killed by the a submarine while I was showing him around. I was supposed to be doing a drill, but I was being punished. By, and I had to stay up like day after day after day. They were forcing me to stay up and not sleep. And I made a mistake during this drill. And a kid got his face crushed by a uh, the torpedo, um, whatever, close the, the lid or whatever. The hatch? The hatch. It, it, it sw sprung open and, and hit him in the face and killed him. And so everyone on the boat hated me after that. And I was like, he doesn't to be say punished. It this relaxed, Jamie, not at all. He comes out and he is just like guns blazing right up to the captain. 
we got the clip. Let's just do it. I killed a man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're <laughs> recapping it for me yeah, and Brom. Because <laughs> uh, we cannot hear it, so we cannot react to it. Doesn't matter. I it's on the stream. It's on the stream. That was very accurate uh, reenactment, though. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's 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 already kind of freaking out, but the, the rest of the crew start to even be crazier. There's a young guy who's always listening to his music, and he seems to be like the last one that gets taken over. But slowly, everyone on the crew starts to get taken over by, um, I don't want to say that they're like, they're not like taken over by ghosts. They are, they start to feel like they are just the people who were on the original mission. And so they even get to a point where they're supposed to be doing like a drill in terms of um, shooting off or, or pretending to shoot off a firing drill. And all of a sudden they see on the radar and stuff like that. Oh my God, there's like a, a Soviet contact. Uh, it's, you know, coming after us. And they're like, okay, no, 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 there's no way. I know we're in the Baltic, but like, it's fine. We're, you know, it's not, they're not going to, and it's like, oh, they're, they're turning to shoot at us. Like, we need to do something. We need to do something. And everyone's like bickering. And Travis eventually is like, we've got to fire off those torpedoes or else we're going to die. And they shoot off the torpedoes and actually sink what they think is a, uh, I don't know. I guess what, what do they think it is? They, they're I mean, all do they though? Do they, they think, think it's a, it, it? There's a lot of like, right. we don't know what's real right now. No, I mean, I don't know if we have. Well, no, I, I think I think in this, at this point, the idea is that they did not actually sink it, right? Because they, they think that it's a Soviet submarine just because of where they are. But then it's the place where the Scorpion sank a German U-boat in 1943. And so when they go to the surface and they look around, because some people, half the crew is like, we just killed a bunch of people. That's crazy. Like we need to look for survivors and like help them. And other ones are all like, whatever. Like we we just sunk our enemy. The Germans need whatever. Like this is life or death, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When they go up, there's no evidence that there's anything there. There's no debris. There's no people. There's no nothing. So almost certainly they didn't, they didn't sink anything. And even I think Jack says like the boat's making us think what we want to think. It's making us believe that we're back in 1943 and there's enemies and stuff like that. But that's not really happening at all. Right. Yeah. 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 Because like he's like he's talked about, they're at the exact same time, exact same location, exact same situations happening. What are the odds of this? Yeah, there is a the only weird thing is Cassidy, the the Alan Cassidy, the the vessel designer guy, the old guy. He says that they he personally fitted the Scorpion with fake torpedoes, practice torpedoes, but then Mm -hmm. they're now live, and so there isn't really a totally an explanation for how the ghosts made the torpedoes live weapons or is it all just in the head you know that's the that's well, the thing no, that i thought the, like the implication the implication at the end of the film is that they would actually cause major damage <sighs> right by going after but because they were going well anyways we'll get to it yeah so at this point uh captain burns and travis uh like Captain Burns is like, okay, we got it. Now we really like we had a, a kid get crushed by a torpedo. We just fired our live weapons, and they were they, we actually have torpedoes on there. We've got to abort. And Travis is like, hell no, and still is able to kind of convince them to continue on and try to keep on going in the mission. And uh, I think at this point, what do they find out? They, like Travis is like an ulterior motive. 
he's like trying to figure out because he's naval intelligence he's trying to figure out what brought the um the submarine back after being away in order to get an upper hand on the soviets or something whatever shouldn't most people be wondering why this thing came back you know with literally no crew on board nothing the thing just came right back but we got to relive this voyage real quick yeah just so bizarre yeah so anyways at this point they detect some aircrafts and so they they uh when they're surfaced and burns goes up to the bridge and is like basically like this isn't real. They're like they look like World War II um, German airplanes, and he's just like this can't be a real thing. Anyways, Travis pulls a gun in order to dive and then attack and get, kind of get out of the way so they don't get sunk or whatever. And in the at that point, the the fighters seem to strafe the boat. The captain is killed, and Travis becomes the captain. And Hardy, Jack is like Jack and Cassidy are like. That wasn't real. Travis just killed the uh, captain and made it seem like it was these fake fighters or whatever uh, in order to preserve the mission. So now he's the captain and everyone has gone totally nuts. They all believe that they are in 1943. Even the young kid at this point has like smashed his like uh, music player that's been keeping him moored in reality. And he's gone to it. Cassidy at this point thinks it's 1943. Hardy's the only one. Jack's the only one who is basically like, hell no, there's no way I'm back there. Um, I understand everything that's going on. And basically, Travis has become this terrible captain that uh, nearly destroyed us the first time I was on here. Now it's going to destroy me the second time. Uh, as going on. Anyways, they start going and they're going to go after, uh, what are they going to do? They're going to torpedo... Uh, a Soviet city or something, Kalingrad. They're going to go around Denmark and, or sorry, no, they're already in there. And, and they're going to go after this uh, Soviet, like, naval yard in Kalingrad, Kaliningrad. And the, basically, Hardy realizes that it's going <clears> to start <throat> a nuclear war, right? That they do oh, that. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is, this is why it's, it's, the torpedoes must be real, or I guess, yeah, they must be real. They must be real. But I mean, then who would have switched? Would have uh, would our now captain have potentially had him switched? No, I don't know. Yes, that's the or thing. I, I think it's all in the head. I don't know. Well, I no, think it's a well, head thing. We'll get to it because then, while this is all happening, Hardy has been kind of uh, secluded. He's he's been arrested, and put into the brig, uh, which is kind of this under under area where he's like locked up. The crew's all like, he sucks. We don't like him. Uh, but Cassidy, who is also thinking it's 1943, uh, goes down and wants to talk to him and, and because he he knows him. He's like, Jack, like, come on. You're being crazy. Like, join us in this mission in 1943. And I think you have a clip for this, right? Or was this the for year this? when he asked about the year? Who, when no, was he asked no, about the year? No, that's way later. That's later. Oh, that's later. That's when yeah, they that's get later. off the boat. Right, yeah. So, uh, so, um, at this point, Jack is able to convince Cassidy that it's all, it's 1981, that it's going to be horrific what they do. They have to get everyone off of the boat um, and because everything's going to go wrong at this point. And so they hatch a plan that basically he gets um, Jack out of there. They lock up his the guy who's guarding them. They decide we're going to get chlorine gas to go all up in this uh, 
uh, submarine, and then people have to we have to leave because you can't like. Well, we can't breathe uh, chlorine gas, right, Kyle? Or can you? Uh, no, you cannot. It's pretty horrible. And so they're like, Let's, "We got to well, That'll force everyone out of there. They've got some ma- gas masks. They get it all going, and so people are starting to um, get out of there and stuff like that. And so it looks like everything's foiled, except that uh, Travis decides, "No, I'm going to stick around, and I'm going to make sure that we actually launch these torpedoes." So Jack also stays behind as the rest of the crew, including Cassidy, are able to get off the boat. And they get into also, their little, like, uh, lifeboats or During this time, there was an incredible storm raging. Mm. And mm-hmm. they are also worried about sinking. And this gave me one of my favorite moments in this entire movie because the sub is constantly being struck by lightning. Mm. I think we see it get struck, like, five times. And then... <laughs> Right when a guy gets out of the sub, just gets, just watch it. Just. I'm not watching it, but I know it's good. Immediately zapped, immediately (laughs) falls off the side of the sub. Everybody's like, forget about him, man. Yeah, they don't even react. So Kyle, like yeah. if I got if I okay, let's let's uh Sounded let's like imagine. a bug zapper, like a bzz. Yeah, it did. It bzz. did. Let's imagine we're on a submarine, not hard to imagine since we are on a submarine, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. let's imagine on this submarine that we're all on at this moment, um, in different rooms, streaming live, um, in the submarine, that there was a storm and we had to leave, right? Are you imagining it, Kyle? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're so we're, well, I'm there. we're all gonna we're, we get out of there, we get out of the submarine, right? And I go, I'm going to go first. Kyle, you stay here. Uh, Brahm, you stay here. Uh, you guys, love you guys. We hug. Um, we high five a bunch, whatever. And then I'm, I start running across the submarine. And then a lightning bolt hits me and I fall into the water. What would your reaction be? Well, I guess we have to be like, sorry, man. We got to get to those lifeboats. Oh, so, okay. No, I, I just wanted to make sure that it was accurate what they portrayed in the, in the movie. And I guess you've just said, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. You'd but be like, it was weird because nobody, nobody like snickered when it happened. You know, that's true. No one laughed, and you would have you one hundred. I mean, imagine I'd probably have like my hair would be sticking up, and I'd be like, uh, <laughs> have like a scorched face, and probably like, yeah. oh, and I probably cough some like a uh, smoke or whatever. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, there's always Jamie. I was getting struck by lightning. You'd be like uh, Marv from Home Alone, right? Yes, I'd be just like <laughs> Marv from Home Alone. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Marv from Home Alone, we are back on the boat. And, uh, so Jack and, and, and Travis, they're going to, so he, what, what Jack does is he rewires the entire torpedo control system. He decides, okay, we're going to, I'm going to, if, if I can't stop Travis from trying to do this, I'm going to just explode and kill myself in the process. And so he does it. The torpedoes explode without actually launching the vessel sinks. And Hardy actually dies, or Jack dies, clutching a photo of his wife that he had found on the submarine. It was still there on the submarine. And he clutches Dude, it, and they... They made such a big deal out of that. Yeah. Him dying with this photo. And I kid you not, we saw that photo for, what, maybe like a half a second earlier in the film? Yeah. But then they made that the thing. Mm-hmm. And then they say they have a kind of a epilogue where they talk about how the scorpion sunk and the Soviets found it. It looked like it was decayed. It basically was no longer pristine like they had found it earlier. 
no bodies still on the submarine and basically everything was closed and they kind of look at each other and say, um, everyone's agreed. All the international uh, actors in this have agreed. There was no such thing as the Colin Kaliningrad incident. It never happened. We never were on the verge of nuclear war as a result of a ghost boat with a most boat. And the, the survivors from the sub get picked up by <clears throat> right. Oakland and who they lost contact with earlier in the film. And our one buddy who kind of regained his mind, he uh, he loses it on a cadet on board. <laughs> he just stares that guy down. <laughs> What's the blood of you? But yeah, wait—is that the, well, is that the alarm? Under time? You came in under time. <clears throat> wow. It's no big deal. Nice. Don't worry about it. Ghost Boat, the most boat. Two episodes in the books. Lots of ghosts. Really spooky. Um, scariest Big movie time. I ever saw. Yes. Um, second scariest movie I ever saw. Yeah. Uh, so both episodes. Top two. Amazing. That is Ghost Boat. With the most boat. With the most boat. We might want to start getting into some reviews on this guy. Who wants to go first? Um, I, can, I think I can go first. I feel like I'm going to come in a little higher than some other people. Okay. Okay. I felt All like right. the I felt like the the quality of this was higher than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a, a pile of shit. I actually thought the the visuals and stuff like that were okay. Um, acting was fine. Storyline was fine. It wasn't like the worst thing I'd ever seen. And actually, I was pleasantly surprised with the a sheer amount of submarine action that we actually were treated to uh, in this film. Because think about it. Torpedo crushes someone day one. Day, I don't even know, four, they're talking about wrenches or whatever. Like, we saw a wrench. We saw fire. We saw flooding. We saw, what else were you seeing? No no lucky coin, unfortunately. Uh, no, cr- no, no crush depth. Coin. No crush depth, nope, that's true. That. Uh, there was some death charging. Um, what else is there? I think, we did, I think we did. We had tease. accident in the torpedo room. Yeah. Guy was even stuffed into torpedo tube. We had True. smoking in the sub. We had a crash dive. We had a fire in the sub. Crash dive, yeah. The sub got struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. Which the guy got struck, new, struck by lightning. That's like, exciting. That's like a guy you know, also got struck really... by lightning. There was a mutiny on board. Mutiny, that's right. And a great haircut. I would say the the lightning is the lucky coin of this uh, of this film. Um, I thought it was fine. It gets a little slow. I'm not going to say it's the most exciting movie that's ever been seen. Uh, it's probably not going to be something you pop on on Friday night uh, when you're looking for the next movie um, after Die Hard. You're like, oh, I just watched Die Hard. Man, that was so exciting. I lo- loved it. I love the action. Uh, what's next? And someone says, what about Ghost Boat? Ghost Boat. And you say, well, it does have as much action as Die Hard. The answer, I would say, is no. It doesn't have as much action mm. as Die Hard. But... Uh, better than I thought it was going to be. And I'm going to actually come in because I don't think it's like a bad movie. I'm going to come in at like, I think I might give it like a four and a half. Four, I'm right. going to give it a five. Five. You're going to five? All I'm right, going to five. That's pretty solid. I'll go now because Brom left. Don't know where he's he gone. I think he's going. He's gone. But like the things we'd mentioned, man. 
It's got so many of the things we're looking for. Up the wazoo. Some things we didn't know we were looking for. I never knew that we could have a sub get struck by lightning, and let alone when we try to escape, our crews get struck by lightning. Right. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Hilarious. Well, and one thing I wonder, um, I wonder if, because next next week we're watching a movie that's that's much newer. This is 2006. Mm-hmm. They didn't know about the ins and outs from, thanks to our podcast. Uh, right. Uh, about all the different things we want to see in a submarine movie. They just landed on that naturally. They knew it. Uh, I'm wondering if, sub, you know, the one we're watching next time, uh, whether it, having listened to our hit podcast, whether they will be keying in on it, but in a more purposeful way. Because of I'm, us. I'm betting that they will be. Yeah. But it is kind of amazing. It's almost like they listen to us. I know. I, they literally hit like every check mark you could just. The only thing except I, for crush depth, we didn't get that. I wonder, yeah. is it possible that this podcast existed during World War II, and then yes. we can't? We it popped out now yeah. as a result. I think we're, I think of we're the more of a Vietnamese Vietnamese War. Okay, oh. so in the Vietnam War, we got lost in Devil's Triangle, Asian version of it. We popped out now, but in 2006, the people who made this movie listened to our podcast from the Vietnam War. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly that what stuff. happened. It's pretty incredible. Think about it. So they call me the ointment. I'm on top I'm of it. thinking about it. Thinking about it. Uh, so <clears throat> everything that they did in this movie is what we're looking for in a sub-movie. I thought it was actually shot really well because a lot of these TV movies and stuff we see, they're not actually in a sub. This, they're actually in a sub. The storm scene, when they are getting rocked and people are escaping, I know there's a lot of like the jerking the camera around or whatever to create some motion, but it actually looks really good, less the lightning strikes. Like the lighting and all that's really good. I thought the acting yeah. for a TV movie. I thought, okay, here we go. This is pretty decent. Yeah, and usually when you be- have it, when you have a TV movie as well, like the lighting and the makeup are not good. So when the captain pulls out his dick, I'm like TV movie level stuff. This time Hollywood level junk. You know? Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Glad mm-hmm. you didn't forget to get that in there. No, I just remembered it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, and like acting good. I, I've been yeah. kind of impressed by some of these TV movies lately, like that On the Beach one. I, know I gave that the highest rating, but yeah. I thought, wow, Actually, you know, here we go. We've I, got think I, some... may have, I think I may have liked this one more than the On the Beach, but really? I have to go back. Yeah, I think my rating actually may reflect that too, but hmm. maybe not. The, uh, the story I thought was a little bit bizarre. I mean, it was fine, but we never, we never learned what really happened. Is it just the, the souls of the old crew possessing people? And I mean, I guess you got to chalk it up to the devil's triangle, whatever, but way better than I thought it was going to be. I I thought it was going to be trash. And then I was pleasantly surprised. Like you said, it's slow in some parts and whatever, but I mean, there's so many competencies here with how it's made and how it's presented. So I'm going to come in at like a, I don't know, like a 5.25. Nice. Yeah. No, and and what was I going to say? I was going to say something, but now I forgot. I forgot what I was going to say. Guys, what do I do? Um, maybe I maybe my review will uh, jog, jog, jog memory. my memory. Ugh, what a mistake. Let's well, start it over. Uh, Guys, let's start this episode over. I can't, I can't let it go like that. 
We'll just we'll just cut all this out. <laughs> Look at him just grinning. <laughs> uh, well, I had a number in my head, and I'm not going to change it, even though it's quite a quite a ways lower than you guys. Um, I will completely agree. Uh, production quality was surprisingly competent. Um, but then again, you reminded me of On the Beach. That too actually was surprisingly uh, competent for uh, for a TV movie. Um, and I don't know why that is. I feel like most made-for-TV movies are absolute garbage. But throw a submarine in the mix, and I don't know. They figure they figure their shit out. Um, Remember that one with Sam Neill? It was like so slow, so I, boring. I feel like I enjoyed Dur- that Jurassic, one a lot more than Jurassic this one. Boat? Jurassic Boat, yeah. No, yeah. it was yeah, uh, Jurassic Boat was a good one. Hmm. Was that submerged? I think it was. Yeah. I enjoyed that one a lot more than this. I definitely enjoyed On the Beach way more than this. Uh, like I said, competently made. I'll, I'll, I'll give them the props. I think the acting was fine. I didn't really recognize anybody other than uh, Ian Poulston Davies, who played a villain in Marcella, which I watched on, on Netflix. But in spite of all that, they seem to be all uh, fine actors. Um, but it was just such a slog. It was so boring, and it was really long being a two-part two-part uh, television movie um i will agree with that it was very long it's over two hours long yeah and it, it, it was rough it was a rough watch it wasn't what i was expecting which i can't dock it for that but i was expecting it to be a bit more of the on the nose ghost horror film as what instead of like kind of the ambiguous was that a ghost and like, yeah. oh, were these ghosts doing these things it. I do wish it was much more straightforward ghost story because i would have been i would have like some spooks you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah. Some spooky, scary stuff. Yeah, there wasn't really. We uh, we teased, I think, at one point about a jump scare that was just a guy like <laughs> got too close to the camera or something. There was some weird stuff yeah. with the cinematography, like getting really close and zoomed in on people's faces. Oh, and, and smash cuts and stuff like that. torpedo room scene, you remember? Where all of a sudden the camera just like backed out of the hatch really fast. You're like, what's going to happen? We yeah. thought it was going to close, and then the scene just changes. We're like, what the heck was that? And the framing. Yeah. I mean, I think I think what you're talking about is like literally the the framing of some of the shots are straight up like right on someone's face. And it yeah. just goes back and forth between like super, super close-ups. I presume yeah. it has and something to like do with the not like the typical over-the-shoulder conversation. No, no, no. Just like... It's like straight up uh, on their face, yeah. Um. Anyways. I, it was closer to a psychological horror kind of thing. I was expecting more of a supernatural ghost slasher kind of horror um and even even then i would I can almost say it's more of a suspense film but um again i'm not i'm not going to dock it for not being what i expected but it was still just way more boring than than what i was expecting and um there were some really funny moments obviously i i wonder if we weren't party watching how funny i mean i think i still would have really latched onto that that haircutting scene i'd have been just really confused but no the the lightning strike would have 100 percent come up oh i don't know God. that might have went by really might have passed oh, by like a ship strike? in the night lightning strike oh is amazing. my gosh it was so good i don't know i kind of come to expect the dumb shit and made for tv movies and i think that was just kind of a, dumb, a really dumb movie getting out of the <laughs> sub and immediately getting struck by lightning you'd expect <laughs> that i mean come on man yeah, yeah. and that sound effect like it literally sounds like a bug zapper. Bug zapper like yeah, um, I, it was boring. It was boring. Too long. I'm gonna give it a three. All right. All right. I feel like you may have raised it. I feel like you were heading for a two and a half. But you I had a two. You're right. I had a two and a half. I'm gonna give it a three because I, I think you were right though, with the production quality, which I uh, honestly very 
very respect respectable uh, production quality. I did, and I remembered what I was going to say. Did so, you? Kyle, you you were talking about why the the ship came back and stuff like that, and asking yeah. that question. And I do think it's kind of a funny thing to try to think through because, like, obviously, this is a I don't know, I guess an evil, some kind of evil. Uh, it's the boat. Well, no, I'm saying like the the area that they disappeared in is kind of like an evil place that they've taken this boat and they return it just in time to potentially cause a nuclear war. Like it's foiled by Jack. And it's interesting too, because like Jack, you have to come along or you have to come along. And he's the only reason why they don't succeed in starting the nuclear war, right? So like the bad guy is the only is the person who convinces the person who stops the, it foils the plan in the end. But I, it's just weird that this like non-specific, non-human, non-thinking entity devil's triangle seems to return the submarine explicitly to try to start a nuclear war what does it care it's a or does it's an, it even do it to start the nuclear war or is it just like hey they always they keep, they keep on implying that there's a they they don't know why there must be a reason why this thing was returned and then i know but we never get it well maybe it'll come up later maybe. in the sequel ghost boat too even more mm-hmm. ghosts I like that uh-huh. Any any amount of ghosts would be more. <laughs> sure, one ghost. Uh, yeah, <laughs> seriously. I was expecting um, at least one ghost, right? Yeah. There was one where the guy said, Captain, you're needed somewhere in the conning tower or whatnot. And oh. we're like, oh, is that our first ghost? And just kind of left was, it ambiguous. That was that was the only one. Yeah. Was Below right? was Below starting Johnny, Johnny Depp, was that made before or after this? After. Uh, I think before. No, that no, was it was like before. early 2000. Yeah. Wow. So I guess this was a sequel. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, all right. Since the one pair of that gruesome twosome is not here, neither of the gruesome twosome is, is here, uh, do we jump straight into trivia? Right? Yeah, let's do a little bit of trivia. Let's see what we, let's see what you got, man. Alrighty. Movie was announced in 2005. David Jason was, the main character, was enthralled by the book Ghost Boat, and adapting it was a long-held wish of his that is cited on Wikipedia, so you know it's real. Uh, and that's crazy. His long-held wish was adapting Ghost Boat. And guess what? Wish came true. Did it. Dude, good things take time, right? Right. Maybe that's um, why he did so good in his role. Yeah, he really invested. he was just very passionate about playing it. Right. And then uh, the submarine used in it. So the, the submarine as it cruised along the ocean was a non-diving replica. So it could, it could cruise around, but it couldn't dive, obviously. Come on, mm. that'd be crazy. Build a replica that could actually dive. But uh, it was built in Malta, and, and it was a modified S-33 uh, from U-571. So it was a German boat, a uh, German submarine in U-571. They modified it for this film, which was also shot, shot in Malta for those scenes, and uh, made it tried to make it look like a British um, a British submarine. But even in goofs, <laughs> the goofs of IMDb, they say there's a goof right here. Oh, it's supposed to be a British submarine? But come on. It looks uh, much more like a German-type uh, 7C U-boat. Come on. Please. So it if wasn't anything, the one in uh, Black, Black Sea? No. So this is the thing. So, so one thing is that when you look at the filming locations on IMDb, they say submarine interiors was at Hack Green Nuclear Bunker Museum in Nantwich, Cheshire, Cheshire, England, right? And so that, but that's not listed as being the filming, a filming location for Black Sea. I still think it looks like It that. did when they got inside. 
Yeah, but it's not listed. And, and I, I couldn't really find anything specific to link it for sure between the two. But Iced, I, I, I think it probably is. I don't know. It was a British, Black Sea is a British movie. Here's a submarine interior at a uh, England museum. Like, I, I just feel like it is probably the case. But it's just not listed anywhere. It's hard to find out some of these things. Ghost Boat's not a particularly huge film, despite us making, what, like a four-hour podcast about it? Yeah. <laughs> I think you need to launch off into like a one-year just journey and quest to get answers about this and see if it was actually the right. submarine interior from Black Sea. Yeah. So anyways, and just to just to kind of talk about a little bit about the film, uh, or sorry, the novel that they made this film off of. So, so the novel was a 1972 book. It was set in 1974. It, re- it revolved around uh, the reappearance of a um, Pacific uh, submarine, the USS Candlefish, so a, not a British submarine, but a U.S. submarine, 30 years after it disappeared uh, in the Pacific. And they kind of talk about how there's a, a bunch of different spots, uh, five in the northern hemisphere, five in the southern hemisphere, that are these weird geomagnetic anomaly locations. And that's what the candlefish fell into and then came back out. And um, the idea here wasn't so much that they were trying to take uh, advantage of how it kind of came and went through this anomaly uh, for their own. They were just wanted to um, kind of... Uh, figure out why it came back and so they were re, re, re going along the mission to see if they could figure out why they didn't really care so much how just more uh with exactly why it happened and then I th- it seems like indicate from the wikipedia that the story concludes uh with them being uncertain whether they actually uh bomb tokyo which seems kind of crazy so they don't actually end it with it like um uh like uh, this never happened kind of deal. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it seems like they, they, they say like it's on its way to potentially go after Tokyo. It's supposed to be more of like a horrific um, idea that they all become kind of obsessed with this boat and are on their way to destroy Tokyo. Hmm. Kind of weird. Uh, and then, yeah, so um, in terms of uh, Phantom Zone, so we can go on to Phantom Zone. Ooh, little phantom zone. Here we go. Engage the phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So I really did kind of an easy one, but it had a reason for it. So Soviet general in this, one of the generals, I think that's either first sees it or is the one kind of like being like, what's going on Uh, at the end as played by Victor Sobchak. And Viktor Sobchak uh, is a Russian broadcaster in Sky Captain, The World of Tomorrow, which I've used before because the planes in Sky Captain can dive into the water and become submarines. So it's close enough. And usually I don't use it because for that reason, like, are they really submarines? It's kind of like saying like uh, Star Trek, the Enterprise becomes a submarine because it can go underwater briefly. Really? Come on. Wasn't that brought up? That was no, brought, brought up a while ago. That's been brought up some occasionally. So anyway, Sky Captain yeah. is one I try, I try to avoid, but it had Jude Law in it. And I was like, ooh, I want to talk about Black Sea because it was set in the same submarine. But then I found out that it wasn't really potentially set on that submarine. So it's not as interesting. But anyways, that's that's why I chose to go with Sky Captain. Sky Captain of Tomorrow? Links? The, yeah. I, know, I guess the, the more interesting thing I probably should have talked about is the connection. Did you guys know about the connection to Ed Harris? Oh, no, I did not. So he, he actually wrote the movie, but he, he took his name off the project. So originally Ghost Boat was supposed to be a 
um, autobiographical, a, a, a biopic um, or biopic, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, and it was all about his own life. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but but kind of early in his career, he was a mime and he performed mostly on cruise ships. And so he was called the ghost because uh, the white the white makeup for being a mime, and also because uh, he was so good at it that you would get lost in his uh, his performances and actually be t- so taken in by it that it was like you were possessed by a ghost. So they called him the ghost. Uh, and w- the boats he performed on were called ghost boats, and that's kind of where the name came from. Um, but eventually, because they they realized they okay, we don't have the money, we want to make this a TV movie. They didn't have the budget to buy Ed Harris's life story. I mean, who does? But this movie certainly didn't. And so he eventually said, no way, and took his uh, his talents elsewhere, and um, they made this movie instead. Uh, it's kind of interesting because Ed Harris eventually did make that movie, his, his biopic. Like, he called it, uh, have you guys seen it? It's called The Rock. Have you seen this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what he eventually adapted Ghost Boat into that. Uh, it's a kind of weird because I think they cut a lot of the backstory of him being a mime on a boat. Um, it's kind of more supposed to be, it was supposed to be in the beginning of the film. The first hour of the film was yeah. going to be concerning his time as a mime. Uh, and then I think it was supposed to weave in how he becomes uh, kind of uh, disillusioned with the United States. You know, I believe it. Cause all we see from him in the rock is just raw anger and right. hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that, yeah, that also. But I mean, you don't you don't understand why. But granted, if we had that mm-hmm. mind backstory, I think you'd really know what's going on. Right, and I think I think it would make a lot more sense with the character too, because when you think about it, like mimes, they have to breathe, they have to kind of express emotion, but without words. And by the end mm-hmm. of the movie, you're seeing Ed Harris express express his anger through words, and you're supposed to see how his character has evolved over time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I completely understand. Yeah, I did have Quite one. Incredible. I did have one trivia, by the way, that I forgot to oh. do. Oh, do you? Yeah, so name name that actor. He's gonna. So this was one, and I kind of like this just for for it ends. Name that actor. They're gonna give you a line from a movie, and you have to name the actor that said the line. Kind of a, seems like a tough one, right? From so which for example, movie? Ghost Boat. Well, no, 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 no. Oh. It's, it has something to do with Ghost Boat, and you'll see. But for okay. example, you're gonna need a bigger boat. Just gonna get that one. Yeah, but no, yeah, you get the, the, the actor. God, I oh. just bought this movie on 4K. Yeah, see, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Richard Dreyfus? Richard, yeah. No, Richard Dreyfus is not the guy. He says you're going to need a bigger boat. It's the main character. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Or like Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me, aren't you? Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me, aren't you? Oh, Robert Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I uh, know. It's... <laughs> Is that a that's James Dustin, Bond? Nailed no, it. That's, that's Dustin Hoffman. That's uh, that's from The Graduate. Come on, guys. You're, you're terrible at this. Wait, are we? Uh, how about this one? sub movies. What's going on here? How about yeah. this one? How about this one? I, I'm, I'm gearing up to the one that's relevant. Oh, I'm, just, okay. I'm surprised that you, you guys can't get any of this. Uh, <laughs> Cinderella's story out of nowhere, a former groundskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. Cinderella's story out of nowhere, a former groundskeeper. It's Morgan Freeman. Now about to become the Masters champion. Can you even name the movie this one's from? Goodwill Hunting? No. What? No. <laughs> it's the Caddyshack. Of it. It's Caddyshack? It's Caddyshack. It's Bill Murray. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyways, you're definitely not going to get it then. The one that's actually relevant to the movie we watched. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. Ghost Rider. <laughs> Nick Cage. Ghost. If only they should. Not, also Tracy. not ghosts. That would have been great. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> and really fun at the end. But no. Come on. The I'm the ghost with the most. most uh, Bruce Willis, uh, six cents. Okay, I'll give you another hint. Uh, if you say his name three times, not the actor, the character. If you say his Biggie name Smalls. three times. Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls. So who played Beetlejuice? There you go. Kyle gets it. He wins. Oh, you win the game. Beetlejuice. What the hell does Michael Keaton have to do with this? I'm the ghost with the most. Ghost boat with the most boat. Oh, gotcha. That's an inside joke, Jamie. Yeah, it's a lot <laughs> not of an connections joke. here. I, I have been saying it over and over again. It is now an inside joke for the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. It's like a lucky coin. That's like saying lucky coin's an inside joke, Jamie. That's true. Oh, Lord. That's true. Well, our Twitch followers here, they, they know what's going on. They're getting the quotes. We're not getting them. <laughs> we just suck. I'm really not a movie buff. Really? I'm learning. I'm learning this from the podcast. You're, are you I'm more? Really, of a, are you more of a music buff? No. Oh, because I just had. A, I just had a puzzle. I'm I was just doing. buff, that was baby. All. He's just in the oh, buff. Oh, <laughs> I like that. You're a buff, buff. Um, <laughs> I'm just the buff squared buff over there with Love the, the most stuff. Baby loves his buff oh, stuff. Oh man! <laughs> all right, yeah, I, dude. I know. I some of these movies. I don't. I've been to some obscure things though. If you would, Jamie, if you would have been like, great, snakes on crack, I would have known that one immediately. Name that guy. Uh, Sam Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson? Exactly. Yep. Sam Jackson. Name that movie. Snakes, snakes on a plane. plane. There we go. Good. There we go. <laughs> Black Snake Moon. Uh, I've only seen one? it can once. You, can you get this one? You ripped my shirt? You ripped my shirt. No, I don't know. I, I talked know. to you about this movie last night. Uh, Jurassic Park. No. I didn't talk uh, about Jurassic Lost World. Park Jurassic West. Park 2. No. Jurassic Park 3. It's a Nick Cage quote from Mandy. Oh, oh Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. That, that actually sounded like Nick Cage now that I play it back in my head. There. <laughs> Dude, if you... I'll send you the clip. You'll be like, wow. It's the weirdest. It's the most... It's the most Nick Cage-esque thing in that movie, so that was kind of funny. But uh, anyways, it's time for a little Phantom Zone. Nope. Nope. Worldwide. There you go. <laughs> what am I doing? Losing it. Losing Phant- it. Phantom's right. Worldwide over there. Everybody's favorite segment. It's, it's sub, 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 world, world, wide, 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 wide. So I know a lot of times people are like, wow, Kyle, you're a total piece of trash. You don't even have a segment anymore. But I was like, you know what? I got to have a segment for you guys tonight. And Ghost Boat took place in the <laughs> Devil's Triangle. Jamie was, like, was leaning in there. It's gonna say yeah. with the most, but I didn't yeah. want to interrupt that. <laughs> I, 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 I almost, I almost said it, but um, took place in the Devil's Triangle. I was like, ooh, how fun! I thought maybe this is different than the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. It's not. The Bermuda Triangle and the Devil's Triangle are synonymous. But I figured, hey, let's let's do a little learn about the Bermuda Triangle. For whatever reason, when I was younger in the '90s, I remember hearing about the Bermuda Triangle a lot. Um, no idea why, but I just did. Maybe that was what you did. You're young, like, ooh, let's let's get fired up about the Bermuda Triangle. So, you guys know much about it? I know that, like, per whatever nautical mile or whatnot, per square nautical mile, it actually doesn't have nearly as many um, disappearances and s- strange occurrences as many other places on the planet 
Mm. So we have, they're ruin, ruining the doubter. We have a doubter on our hands. Wow, Debbie, I'm a Debbie Doubter over there. What are you, a round earther too? Why don't you get out of here, man? What the <laughs> heck's going on? I don't uh, know much about it. I know it's around Bermuda and it's real spooky, scary, and probably there's like a wall of fog, and you're like, we shouldn't go in that fog. But someone's like, but what's in it though? And then you go into it. Exactly. That's how it all got started. Uh, <laughs> so according to Wikipedia, this is. One of the most heavily traveled shipping lanes in the world. And, Jamie, it is around Bermuda. It stretches from Miami down to San Juan, Puerto Rico, up to Bermuda. Wow. Some people, well, that is, that's up for contention. Some people say that it doesn't just go to Bermuda. It goes all the way to the coast of Ireland, which is a little out of control. But... I'm like then, what's what's the point? Why is it the Bermuda Triangle? It's the Atlantic Ocean. Exactly. Uh, but so there are a number of things that happen here. Ships and planes go missing. We'll see what the heck they go missing doubt. for. Doubt. Doubt. We'll this guy's this guy's got doubt. I'm spamming, right point, I'm spamming point the X button. That guy's got doubt. You're pointing at me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it actually became like a bit of a quote-unquote legend in 1950. Uh, there were various like news outlets and whatever that were posting about it, sensationalists and whatever. But there was a famous incident called Flight 19 where five U.S. Navy members in a torpedo bomber went missing. And there was even a Navy panel that said the last transmission from them said, we're entering white water, nothing seems right. And they said, we don't know where we are. The water is green, no, white. And then a Navy board inquiry said that the plane flew off to Mars. Wow. Which <laughs> kind of kind of weird. I don't know why they would say that. But uh, so there's there's a number of reasons that have been attributed to things going missing in the Bermuda Triangle. So compass variations, because people aren't necessarily accounting for when the magnetic north changes. The Gulf Stream for ships, because it's just, I guess, really powerful there. Uh, people just basically screwing up, not doing great. Weather and rogue waves, which is a wave that's over 100 feet. Uh, and this I thought was really interesting. This is methane hydrates, which I don't know if you know what that is. I had no idea what the heck it was, so I'll enlighten you. It's basically when there's just this giant, like, underwater methane gas explosion. It releases all these bubbles up to the surface. And they've tested this in labs with all the bubbles there is not enough buoyancy to hold a boat, so the boat will sink. They're uh -huh. able to do that with scale boats, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, and then here's where it gets really interesting. Uh, Atlantis, the Atlanteans, left a bunch of technology around, so that probably screws with the uh, you know computer systems on boats and planes. And then Doubt. the obvious choice here, aliens. So I think it's pronounced aliens. Oh, with an aliens. M. Yes. Mm -hmm. Doubt. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, there've been 
Notable number of losses. There's been over 50 ships and 20 airplanes that have gone missing, according to Britannica. The USS Cyclops in 1918 with a crew of 309. But the there were two other sister ships with the Cyclops that also sank in the North Atlantic. They were all hauling ore, and it was extremely dense, and nobody accounted for that. And so they just overloaded the ships and sank them. Uh, the Carol A. Deering, which it was found run aground in North Carolina in 1921. No one on board. Flight 19, as I mentioned. Uh, people say maybe it was a navigational issue and they just ran out of fuel. Star Tiger and Star Ariel. Passenger planes went missing in 1948 and 49. Douglas DC-3 aircraft with 32 passengers. Connemara 4, which is a yacht in 1955. And then the KC-135 tankers, two airplanes collided in the air. So, Brahms' friends, the doubters, um, and probably the truth here, uh, began linking disappearances, or sorry, they, they began doubting the disappearances and said that these weren't really spectacular. So hmm. Larry Cushy, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, K-U-S-C-H-E, said that a lot of these stories that were coming out were poorly presented, research was done bad, they're fabricated, just sensationalized. Uh, and as Brown noticed, there was not a significant increase in the number of ships or planes that were going missing in this area compared to anywhere else. If storms were occurring in the area, that was left out of the information that was presented to people. So there could be just a raging storm that could be near impossible to sail through, but that was left out. And he also said that the numbers were inflated. If a boat was said to be missing, that was the end of it. If it showed back up, which happened, they didn't come. <laughs> They didn't put, wow. they didn't say that it was found. It was just gone, you know? Uh, and then suspect I reporting. I know. Uh, and then I found a article by WWF, not the World Wrestling Federation, which went away. World Wildlife ago. Foundation. Yes. Uh, which is called South China Sea, Mediterranean, and North Sea are shipping accidents hotspots. This is from June 7th, 2013 by Dr. Simon Walmsley. He's a marine manager of WWF International. So they listed some of the most dangerous waters for shipping. And believe it or not, the Bermuda Triangle wasn't even in them. We've got the South China Sea and the East Indies, Mediterranean, the Black Sea, North Sea, the British Isles, and the East Sea or Sea of Japan. Silver uh, so, so Lake. Called, not I found out that's an area of contention. So, Silver so Lake not on there. It's not on there. Which is Lake amazing. Superior not on there. No. Hmm. And then, what do you guys think here? What percentage of ships are lost due to rough weather, leaks, or br- the ship breaking in half? Not a collision. What percentage? Of all ships of all time? Or of all uh, disappearances? Just, just ship losses, yeah. <laughs> ship losses. Percentage of what was what what, what all was included in the, in the events there? Rough breaking weather. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of events here. Rough weather, leaks, or breaking in half, 
but not a collision. I feel like what, it's going to be quite what a What other disappearances are there? Just navigation, poor navigation. I'm going to go with 50%. I'll go I'm going to go high too. I'll go I'll go 83%. Jamie hit it on the nose, fifty wow. percent. Nice clean round number. Yeah. Uh, what percentage of ships lost do you think are cargo vessels? Sixty-two percent. Thirty-two percent. Fifty percent again. And then the second most likely cause of losing a ship, what do you think it is? It's not piracy, I'll give you that. Gambling. Okay. Mm. Maybe. Lost the ship. I'll just... It's easier than you think. (laughs) I don't know. Just getting lost. Hitting an underwater obstruction. Oh, okay. oh, like a mine or like a like a sure. spike that you, not, not that like you a put rock. in the water. <clears throat> a mine, yeah. Right, yeah. Like exactly. or like a like a like a long pole that I've put in the water to like get exactly. ships to crash. Something like that to booby trap the water. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's subs worldwide. Wow. For the Devil's research though. triangle. I'm yeah, what I can. more like Bermuda Triangle Worldwide. I know, but I didn't have time to record Bermuda Triangle Worldwide, so I went subs worldwide. But. Bermuda Triangle World Worldwide. All how, right. many, how many subs have been lost in the Bermuda Triangle? Did you say that? I did not see that. Probably none, because subs are the best, and they never get lost. It's true. That's a good point. There's been no, com- right. there's been no combat there, really, right? Bermuda? Yeah, everybody's too scared of it. Like, dude, we know it's we know it's you know not a thing, but we don't want to be the one who is the statistic. Yeah, they're all Brahms. They're like, we don't even believe it, but then look at it and they're like, you know what? We're just gonna go around it. Yeah. I'm ready. ready. You're ready? Yes. You ready? Yes. Yes. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. Give it to me. All right, so uh, we are doing our little, what are we going to do, two-part Halloween uh, episode thing? Uh, I think we got two weeks queued up Mm -hmm. here. Uh, With it being the month of October, I know I've got a few friends that uh, really pile on the horror movie watching. Um, Some get into it even in September. They're such big fans of Halloween and horror movies. And uh, I've been actually watching a lot of horror movies, too. I didn't watch a lot growing up. Never was really a fan of the the teeny bopper slasher movies or anything like that. Um, Not a big jump scare guy, but some of the cerebral horror and... um, supernatural horror i can get into and uh I've, I've watched some good ones and i've got access to a lot more movies now too but uh i watched uh alien uh aliens mm-hmm. uh, for the first time each on both those really enjoyed those i think i would I give just the got edge those from uh, the library for your recommendation well i mean i've got the first alien and i recently watched that also but yeah i will say and it's not a, it's not like a groundbreaking statement i think it's a pretty common sentiment but like one of them's more of an action film, 
one of them yes. is more of a horror film. I think that's generally yes. how it's talked about. Yeah, I, I, Aliens is definitely more action-oriented, and I, I'd say I, I enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, I liked the exploring the, the the colony there and, and everything that went into you know the hall you know investigating the hallways and corridors narrow corridors and everything turned into an action movie like you said and trying to escape it i'm a big uh, metroid fan it's probably my favorite uh, game uh, metroid prime and uh, it reminded me a lot of metroid um and uh enjoyed those but i also watched they live john carpenter's they live uh rewatched uh john carpenter's the thing last night and uh, watched The Color Out of Space. You watched that? I watched With it. With Nick Cage? Yes. Oh, Th- thoroughly dude. enjoyed it. Have you guys seen it yet? I haven't. Nope. I I bought it because it was on sale on Prime Day, and it was sent to me, but it was like open, and then the back was like slit, which is weird because there wasn't even like a digital copy. So I was like, oh, I got to send this back. But Well... <laughs> delayed uh unfortunately for you there but when you do get to watch it i'd love to hear what you think about it i think you'll enjoy it especially as a big nick cage fan but uh, i'll tell you this because you know one of the producers is on that no elijah wood oh really yeah that's cool because i was telling jamie about this last night there's this incredible movie i love that movie nick cage. in vegas the one in vegas oh that oh the one where they're they're on screen together yeah yeah all right, so there's that one, but then the trust after, yeah, the trust after they worked together yeah. on that movie, um, Elijah Wood was producing this other movie called Mandy, and he's like, we got to get Nick Cage on, <laughs> and he, he was just the way I was watching the behind the scenes, the way he talks about Nick Cage's acting and stuff. He's like on stage with him, he's like, it was absolutely amazing. He's like second to none, and he's like, I knew we had to have him, and I'd highly recommend Mandy. Um, the trust watch. is a, it's it's the a same amount one. of producers. That's awesome. Yeah. They're they're kind of building out a big bromance. Then I didn't even realize that. Yeah. That's cool. The trust yeah. is famous in our circles because it was the movie that we had to be insistent to a trivia. We went to a Nick Cage trivia and yeah, cleaned up. Oh, I, I, just, I, I, just, dude, like, we just like destroyed all competition, demolished. all comers. Yeah, it's a demolition derby, uh, mostly because Kyle is a huge Nick Cage fan. I'm also a huge uh, Nick Cage fan. I can't take the credit. Jamie is the one who but knows, like, everything. They had the category where they said, which well, these actors have not appeared in a movie with Nick Cage, and they claimed the answer was Elijah Wood when we wrote. I think we just we just chose someone because we were like, I don't even understand. This is all these actors are in there. Yeah. And we had to show him the fact that all the actors were in yeah. movies in the cage. Like, they're not in a movie. And I pulled up like on IMDb. I'm like, I just watched this movie last week. <laughs> He's like, well, how new is it? I'm like, it's like four years old. And then. Yeah. He, 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 even like told us, he was like yelling. He's like, "No, it's I'm the one running it. Like it's like well, the answers." And we're just like, "You can't you're just wrong. say wrong answers, though." Yeah, it was great. It was so funny though because he uh, <laughs> he didn't give us the points, right? But he's like, "You guys are so far ahead; it doesn't even matter." <laughs> like, why do you care? Right. Why are you caring yeah. about this? You actually shared this story with me, I think, on one of my very first episodes on the podcast. Oh, man, really? That's how I learned yeah. wow. that you were big Nick Cage heads. Oh boy. Now we're just coming all around and we're doing a full circle. Yeah. We started over yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, I actually had to double check because now let's uh, get to my countdown here. I, <laughs> yeah. I needed to double check that uh, <laughs> I have not done this before. I don't think I have, but uh, I'm counting down top 10 horror movies. Uh, you guys can jump into these and watch them uh, leading up to Halloween here. 
Uh, this list comes from Thrillist.com. Hmm. I found the Rotten Tomatoes one, and I don't know. It's it's funky. I don't know if it just needs more time to kind of settle out, but it's kind of got your aggregate scores from critics and whatnot, and it doesn't look like the numbers make sense or uh, it just doesn't add up in any way. And well, like, that's tough. The, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes isn't going to make a lot of sense if you yeah. go back too far back. The, the yeah. numbers are all like retrospective and stuff. Yeah, right, right. And the top two movies are um, Us and Get Out. Yeah, so yeah, it's going <laughs> to be all time. Skewed. Yeah, yeah. It's be a little skewed. And I'm like, okay, I think those are fine movies, but I, I, I don't think they're one, two. Uh, so we're going with Thrillist top 10 here. Uh, number 10, Alien, 1979, the, the very Ooh, first in the series. As I said, Great I think I've mentioned movie. it before. I, I used to watch that and Predator pretty frequently when I go and dog sit for my brother. Love those movies. Only referendum on the uh, the little caption that they gave, a little blurb here. They mention and conclude with uh, that the alien creature uh, had disturbingly sexual assaults on the crewmates. Hmm. I don't really feel I, like if I agree I with that. I don't recall that. No. I, Unless they're this? referring what? to the, the, the head crab thing that, you know, shoves right. the... I guess maybe it's tail down their throats, but I don't know. It's a bit of a stretch. I wouldn't call it disturbingly sexual. Uh, number nine, Jaws, straight out of 1975. Oh, Martha's Vineyard. The funniest thing about Jaws, being from the island of Martha's Vineyard, having grown up there and having just visited there and stuff, still my home base, uh, it is really weird when a, a film, especially one that's that famous and people watch frequently, uses a place that you live because they'll be driving somewhere in one of the scenes and I'll just be like, where are they going? And then they'll be like driving <laughs> in the next scene, the car will be going somewhere. And I'm like, what? That's like five miles away. Like, wow, they, they're going the opposite direction now. And so it's like all weird, like where they're driving and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I can't cares? say I've ever had that uh, experience being from where I'm at. I'll be like, what? Uh, he was just in Gayhead and now he's down in Egertown. What is going on? I guess the closest experience for us would probably be like Cleveland because that's a huge uh, location for shooting films nowadays. Oh, so like with like Howard the Duck, you're like, what? <laughs> that's not the Quicken Loans Arena. <laughs> uh, number eight, Nosferatu, 1922. Ooh, classic. And I guess this is as good a time as any to mention that we will be watching for next week the submarine film Subferatu. Oh. New film, and, right? Isn't it, isn't it new? It is new. New-ish. 2020. 2020 film. 2020 film, Subferatu. Don't even know where you guys can check it out, but... Uh, oh, I think it's on Prime. I think it's it's rentable on Prime, I think. Okay. Or rentable on something. You, there is a place you can rent it. I is this the one that we talked about a while ago that's made by like college students or something? No, no, no. That, that was no, a okay, that's vampire different. one, I think, right. yeah. But, uh, All right. Number eight, Nosferatu, the uh, inspiration for many, many uh, vampire uh, films that uh, would ensue. Um, number seven is The Fly, 1986. I've actually never Ooh. seen that. With Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Never seen that, never seen that transformation he goes through? Beefcake Jeff Goldblum. I love Goldblum. those kind of things. It's, it's a thing. Like if I love the thing. I love those that kind of like kind of visceral... Uh, practical practical effects. effects kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I've just never seen that one though. Speaking of, number six, John Carpenter's The Thing from uh, 1982. It should be higher. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. 
I agree, and it wasn't anywhere to be found on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm like, dude, fuck that list. I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I it wasn't necessarily, at the time, super well-regarded. I don't know if that influenced it a little bit in terms of not being able to reach like the top heights on Rotten Tomatoes. But at the time, I think when it was released, it wasn't like people were like, oh, this is a super classic. Yeah. But now, obviously, people... I just it, think so. the narrative, and that, that's just like the perfect movie, just like... So wondering good. the whole movie, like even rewatching it, like I, you, you immediately forget everything and like all the dynamics of like, who is it still like in so and so or did it like reach so and so? Yeah, it was like, it was amazing. Just, it's a visual, watching just a them visual, a visual feast. I was like, we're knowing uh, like flies. Movie. Yes, it's a great, great movie, both visually and the, and the story is awesome. Number five, Night of the Living Dead, 1968. Oh, interesting yeah. they chose the first. Well, I mean, not, I guess not super interesting. I mean, it's the first one, so that's They do a reference good one. the sequel, which they also yeah. call the Casablanca of zombie cinema. Yeah. The second one and the third one are both quite good. Uh, what, what's the second, the second one? The one in the, I think the second one is Dawn of the Dead. That's in the mall. And that okay. one, I think, is considered... I, I would consider that the best one, probably. Is there a Day uh, of really the Dead, one. or is it just Dawn of the Dead? Uh, so it's Night of the Living Dead, and then there is... Uh, Return of the Living Dead is the other series that okay. kind of branched off of it, I think. Okay. It, Dawn of the Dead, is that where they're in the house? So, Night of the Living Dead is in the house, is in a house. Night of the Living, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then Dawn of the Dead, I think, is a mall. And then there's Day of the Dead, which I think is in a bunker, if I'm remembering. And there's Land of the Dead, too. That's kind of like the contemporary reboot that George Romero did, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he, he continued to make films, so there's like yeah. seven in the series. Number four, though, Halloween, 1978. A lot of these see, are like it, the Godfather or like the, yeah. the like the film that launched a huge franchise. So, yeah, and I would kind of switch The Thing and Halloween. Halloween's really good, but I just, I, I prefer uh, That's one I haven't seen, and it doesn't really fit into the the box that I'm looking for of horror movies. I'm not really big into the slasher style. If you, if you really dive into a particular series, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. So like if you watch, if you just watched uh, Friday the 13th, you'd be like, this movie is terrible. If you watch all of the Friday the 13th in like a month, you would get out of it being like, I love the series and they need to make a new one now <laughs> because you just like get so deep into it. Even though all the movies aren't very good. Like overall, you're just like, I love, I now I need a new one. Give me a new one now. I don't know which of these I will jump into next because really I've only seen like two or three of these so far. Uh, number you, three, oh. what was your question? No, I was going to ask if you had seen a particular movie, but we'll see if it comes up on the on the countdown. Number three, Psycho 1960. That's oh, one sure. I have seen. Had to watch this for film class. I do love it. I, you always forget when every time that I pop this one in to watch again, I always forget how it starts, which is like a totally kind of random doesn't seem like it has anything to do with a horror film at all it's like a money laundering thing or something i've yeah, actually never seen it that's good it's a it's a good one there's uh yeah some real creepy stuff in it i mean they could make it pretty creepy even though it's old and it's even got our boy anthony perkins love anthony perkins. Yeah, on the friend, beach friend of the show number two the exorcist 1973 Ooh, you guys seen this talking. one I have oh not. yeah movie when i was younger scared me just because it was like one of the first things i saw where it was just like wow this is wild 
Yeah, I don't, I, I, I've never been super, guys, you say like I'm not into slashers. I've never been super into like possession, although some of the most, the scariest movies I've ever seen are possession movies. Um, it's just not necessarily the style of horror that I'm, that I'm looking out for, but things, I mean, nowadays, I think that's probably the most common when you think of the conjuring series or the most uh, popular, I guess, with the conjuring series is all kind of possession exorcist type, uh, things. And it's got a friend of the show, Max von Sydow. <laughs> that's true. He true. was the priest, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And number one, you guys have a guess on this? Uh, now the exorcist is out of the window out the window uh so yeah i mean it's it's funny because you'd almost say maybe nightmare and elm because uh it's the main series uh, it's one of the other major series and it hasn't been mentioned yet at all yeah uh, the only other one i'd mention would be potentially rosemary's baby yeah those are both uh, well, on would, this list that's a top 60 list oh but those aren't there ask is some people consider Jurassic Park a horror film. Mm, no. Um, but Snakes on a Plane could also be considered a horror film. Another one I'd, I'd ask is, is it, is it possible? Oh, let me ask you a quick question. What decade is it from? Uh, the 70s. 70s. Yeah, I don't. And, and while you think about it, oh. and on the topic of is it a is it a horror film, uh, number 22, do you guys consider Seven a horror film? I don't. With no. Uh, no, Morgan Freeman? Yeah, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, uh, Kevin Spacey. When was, when was like The Birds? Oh, that was 70s? like 50s, right? Oh, okay. that, that is a good, it's a good call though, because it's potential, you, you know, you think it'd have to be something like that. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'd be surprised if they did something like, uh, I don't know. What is it? Tell me what it is. It is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, oh that's good. And man. that's another one. That's another one where I've watched all, the entire series of it at this point. And I don't know. It's not. It's not quite the same. I think you. I think one. It hasn't necessarily benefited from having been remade uh, a couple times now. Um, and the later ones are are pretty rough. So only really the first two are, you know, probably of particular interest. Whereas Friday the Thirteenth, they're they're ludicrous and they're kind of silly, so they're kind of fun. And then Halloween. I mean, Halloween gets really bad really quick. Uh, so that's another one that's kind of like that. Okay. Really, only the first few are are interesting in the Halloweens. After that, they just kind of like fall apart. Um, well, I know um, I'm going to be watching Subferatu as my next horror movie, but I think after that, honestly, of all these that appeals most to me, I think I might check out The Fly. Interesting, yeah. I'd also, I, I think if you wanted to see one of those major series, um, I do love Nightmare on Elm Street, if you haven't seen okay. that one. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen one of them. I can't remember if it was the first one or not, and I was way too young to really keep my eyes on the screen without. Because <laughs> that's another. It's another one elsewhere like, in the room. Yeah, so like, like Halloween. Halloween is like eerie. Friday the Thirteenth is kind of shitty, but like as I said, it's kind of fun to watch the entire series. Uh, I would say if you wanted something visual, almost like the thing is visual. Nightmare is a really good one. I think it's visually just like really striking. And a lot of the entries in that series are visually very striking. No, really right. interesting films. Noted. Almost as visually striking as the lightning strike in the movie we just watched. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was visually Second to none. striking. Very striking. You'd mentioned Rosemary's Baby. That was in at 13. Yeah, it's a good one. Ooh. 
The, 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 the original Wicker Man's on here, number 17. I oh, just got that from the library because it's the supposed original? to be amazing. The, yeah. The OG. I also was gifted the Nick Cage one on Blu ray, and that one. That's even more amazing. To watch. Uh, the, uh, the Wicker Man, I'd be interested to find out what you think of the original Wicker Man. It's a real weird it? film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen it a couple times. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a real weird film, and it's, again, talk about like what I think this is a horror film. I'd be interested to see your take on whether it's a horror film. It almost, almost plays like a, um, I don't know, like a folk music uh, video. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a real odd movie where it's just like a lot of folk music and like people dancing and like nudity and like animals and stuff. It's real weird. Interesting. Well, I know there's a lot of like the there's a lot of stuff with the original film because they've never been able to find the original cut of the film that the directors made, and he's been trying and trying and trying for years to get what is what he originally intended, but it was cut down, and they've been able to get some of it back, but he can't get all of it for some. It's just lost. You're talking about that Nick Cage version of it? Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Really should have a lot more in there. Yeah. The bees. <laughs> that the scene bees. was originally two hours long. I would have loved that. All right. Anything else? Um, Subferatu, um, lightning strikes, haircuts, um, lucky coins, um, uh, torpedo people and torpedoes, dead people and torpedoes, um, crushed by torpedoes, um, what else we got? Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 